0: It's interesting when we begin a spiritual journey consciously that we begin to see shifts, awarenesses, our lives may change in big ways or just subtle ways. But when we really begin that journey consciously, I say that consciously because really we're all on a spiritual journey, but there's a point along that journey that we become more conscious of it And when we become conscious of it is when things really begin to change and shift. And that's what we could term a spiritual awakening or an enlightenment, where we really begin to become more aware or awake to that divine essence that is really behind all life itself. We always become aware of it first inside of ourselves. And as we wake up to it more inside of ourselves, then as we look, Out here, we begin to see more of that essence of spirit in all of life and all the different expressions, even in the inanimate objects, not only in what we call living objects, but even the inanimate objects, that there is an essence of divinity there. It may not be fully awake or as aware of maybe what we have in the human experience, but nonetheless, it's there. God truly is in all things. God created all things, and all things are of God, including us, the soul. The soul is a divine creative principle of God, that action of loving and expression. And so we're really on a journey of loving, even through this realm that seems unloving, this realm of reflection or time and space, is one where we experience darkness or separation But nonetheless, it's still truly a journey of loving because it's a journey of who we are as a divine essence of God. But at some point in that journey, we do come to this place where we begin now to turn around rather than looking into the world that we turn around and begin to look inside to that spiritual essence, whatever that is. doesn't even matter how we define it or term it, whatever words we put on it. We just begin to turn within our consciousness to have a different focus than one of just into the world. And that's often what we'll say, well, when I began my spiritual journey, we've always been on one. But when you begin, to consciously wake up to the journey that you're on. It's nice to acknowledge. And it can be quite wonderful the changes that we have go on in our lives. Things may have a little more meaning or purposefulness. Yeah, there's times that we wonder what the heck it's all about. Why did God create all this? And a lot of other questions. But at least we're beginning to look and ask. And the wonderful thing is in asking is that we really begin to open our consciousness to have the awareness of the knowing come forward. Notice I didn't say information or knowledge but the knowing to come forward as a true experience. And that's why we have meditation as our main focus or way by which we walk this spiritual journey, because it is an action of where we really do turn our attention inwards towards the divine. And by doing that, we can begin to experience then what we're focusing on. Just like in the world where we focus our attention, we look before us and we walk through it. It's the same thing here. It's just we are pointing our attention in a different direction than out into the world. We're now directing ourselves into spirit, as we say, inwards and upwards, in and up, in a movement of loving to awaken to that which we call spiritual or divine or loving. A lot of us don't call it that. A lot of us have other names like consciousness or energy. It's fine what you call it, I always like to say, don't get hung up on the words. Go for the experience. Allow yourself to move in to experience because it is in the experience itself that you come to know the truth of what all that is, no matter the terminology that you use. And as I said earlier, there's a lot of nice fringe benefits that come. It does bring peace. It does begin to answer things for us. It does start to bring us more of a comfort. It's funny because there's been the terms such as spirit is here also to comfort the disturbance, but also spirit will disturb that which is comfortable in us. In other words, those ways where we get set in our traditions or habits where we're maybe comfortable, but maybe some of those habits aren't exactly what you could say open to that movement of loving or the divine, and that we can be so stuck in them that there's no space for spirit. And so, if our soul, Moses said, our soul truly wants, not just out of our own ego or personal desire, but if our soul really is in that place where it's time to awaken because it's beginning that journey now back towards spirit rather than down and out into the world, it's going to begin to move in that direction. And then what we do here, mentally, emotionally, and physically, is simply respond to that movement of spirit within us. That's really all we're doing here. It's going on spiritually, but here in the mind, the emotions, and body, we are just responding and awakening to the action spiritually that is unfolding. That's why we use the terms awakening, becoming aware, because that's really all that's happening. Yeah, the soul is still having the experience physically with all the physical experiences we have, but now it's also in that process of beginning to now turn and move towards that origin or that place from which it's come into the spiritual kingdom. But that itself is the journey, and it takes time. It takes time, just like it's taken time for us to physically grow up and walk through our lives. Well, spiritually, it takes time for us to grow up and to walk the journey inwardly, through and into spirit. And so it's ever an unfolding process. We have our many enlightenments on that road to illumination. There's many awarenesses that come along the journey. And it's important to acknowledge it, to be with it, to allow it to unfold. The nice thing is, even though it doesn't seem nice sometimes, is when a soul really is ready to go home to the spiritual realms, that it will begin to create a disturbance in our physical, emotional, mental consciousness. But that disturbance is to shake us up, to begin to open up. Because we have to come to the place where we're willing to now let go of all those attachments and things we've been doing in the world and our emotions and mind for that matter, not just physical actions, but even mentally what we've been doing or emotionally how we've been handling things that divine essence of who we are will begin to move into those areas where we are stuck or caught up or attached and begin to create disturbance. Or really, what is it? It's really the way we see it as disturbance because we often define it that way. In truth, it's not disturbance. It's just that the divine spirit is beginning to now move into those areas in which we have believed the reflection of life in this world, rather than really knowing and facing the divine truth and spirit. But in this level, it feels like disturbance. We get shaken up, shaken up. And at times, we may even feel like we're having a nervous breakdown. We're really going through it. All of our stuff is up. I'm in my funk. Many different ways we describe it. And it often is very disturbing. But if you can begin to recognize or hear what I'm saying now, that's actually part of the journey. And if that is going on for you, know that it's actually assisting you to let go of those things that have not allowed you to be more spiritually aware. That's actually a positive or supporting action that's unfolding. But it certainly doesn't look or sound or feel like it. But I'll tell you what, as we keep moving through it, I mean, because once it's shaken, it's up. And all you can do is move forward and move through it. And that's the key. It's easier to move forward than to try to hold back or stop. Fear itself is much worse than actually moving through the actions or the experience. And it's the fear that'll get us to hold back and stay stuck. Somebody's still chanting back there, right? It's important to recognize that. Fear itself is part of the illusion. Being stuck is actually an illusion itself. We're never really stuck. You can't stop. Sure, it can seem like you slow down and become very still, but there's always some type of movement going on within you and through you. So what we want to do is just focus more into that movement of spirit going on inside of us and begin to ride that. That's why even in the meditation, I talked about focus, and now allowing that to just unfold. Because if you allow it, it's a much easier process. And then you get through things much more quickly than if you struggle with it. A lot of the times, we try to either stop it from happening because it's uncomfortable, or we question it and judge it because we think something's not right. Something must be wrong, I'm feeling really uncomfortable rather than just participating with the movement and going through the discomfort. So that's what I'm actually suggesting here, is participating with it and allowing yourself to move through the discomfort. And then it just speeds right along. The thing that slows the process down is when we resist or react to it. But again, even the resistance or reaction comes out of fear. Fear. So if you can address the fear by looking at it, and as you hear us in here always say, love, accept, and forgive, that LAF acronym, laugh, laugh at it. When you can begin to truly love and accept and forgive yourself or the situations and others involved in which you're feeling uncomfortable with is how you begin to promote a greater ease of movement of spirit working in you and through you. And then it's more of a a loving, supportive action rather than a disturbing struggle. And that's just part of the human condition. I like to say it's a lot like gravity. It just pulls us down. We ever seem like we're struggling to rise above it, to pull ourselves up out of it. And that's just the experience of gravity pulling us down. But if you understand the principle of gravity or karma, or the energies of the world, the reflection, the mind, the emotions, and body, they pull us down and out so that we do get caught up and in focused into our physical lives. We're spirits the opposite direction. We have to let go of our physical focus and now turn in and up, overcoming gravity, rising above the fear. But here's the thing, the meditation technique that we just did is how simple it is to do. There's not a bunch of magic, hocus-pocus, superstitious stuff we do in here. And I know that's disturbing for a few people because a lot of us like all the magic. But that's not, that's not real. That's part of the illusion, part of the psychic realms, part of the mind and the emotions and the ego at play with that divine essence of who we are spiritually. And all we do is get caught up in it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a process of having experience. That's all it is. We're having experience. I have a physical experience. I have a psychic experience. I have a mental experience, an emotional one. It's all part of the experience that we, the soul, are here to have. But at some point, as I was saying, as we are walking this journey of life, we're going to begin to know, Enter into more of a journey of awakening to the truth of that divine spirit that we are and begin to let go more and more of that focus we have in the worldly psychic aspects, the physical and metaphysical, and truly turn into the divine. But it's gradual. It takes time. Let it take the time. You can't push this and force it and make it happen, but you can participate, allow, love, move along, see how you can move with it, make it more gentle and easy on yourself, love even the disturbance, begin to transform the way we view or look at things. You know, we call it an attitude adjustment. But I don't use that anymore that much because we get too hung up. On the word attitude, just like the word karma, we often associate it with some type of negative or down-and-out focus. So i rather like to say just how we approach things or how we view things. But we've got to be willing to look at it differently. We've got to allow ourselves the freedom to approach or do things differently. Just the action of meditation itself is approaching and doing something differently than what we do with the mind, the emotions, and the body. It is one of which, again, just focusing our attention inwards and upwards to the divine. That itself is going to begin to transform our consciousness and will, in its own accord, even if it's very gradual, move us through all these other things that are part of the disturbance, that cause the disturbance, that keep us caught up in it and struggling with it. If you want to win with your struggles, surrender. Surrender. Wave the white flag. Surrender. That's one of letting go. That's a freedom. But I don't want to lose. Then Lucifer gets me, right? And then I'm a trapped soul. I'm stuck. I'm going to be caught up in hell. Nope. That's what the world will tell you because that's the game the world's going to run so that you do stay caught up in it. The way it's done spiritually is completely the opposite of the way the world does it. That's what we try to share and talk about here to give greater clarity and understanding so that as you participate with it, you can move with it. Because a lot of us, when we start that turning inwards and upwards towards spirit, When all these other unseen energies that seem very real when they happen, even though they're not physical, but when we feel or see them on these other levels, well, then it's a whole nother game, just like the world. And that's where a lot of people get lost and go off track. A lot of people have a hard time then. So what we want to do here is give ourselves a direction and a focus so that we can ever be walking towards a destination. And in this case, we often call that destination God, or loving, or spirit. That way you always have a focus to bring yourself back to whenever you find yourself getting distracted or caught up in all the little games that go on, whether it's out in the world or in ourselves. We all have our games running. It's all part of the process. But part of the process, as we share about in here all the time, is understanding what the games are and realizing there's nothing wrong with them. We've just judged them or made them wrong. And learning how to just let them be okay, to just accept them and love them just the way they are. And when you do that, you start to give yourself a freedom. When you have that freedom, all of a sudden you'll find your life moving along. Things will be smoother, at least till hit the next bump in the road. That'll shake you up. And then like, well, oh, that bump just stirred some things in me. Well, yeah. Because a lot of these things are unconscious in us until as we're walking along our journey of life, we hit a bump and it now rattles us and now it all brings it up. And then we have the next thing to walk through. But it's handled the same way. If you can understand the process, no matter what your disturbance is, or the bump in the road you hit, You can work with it. Meditation, loving, accepting, and forgiving. That's it. You do that, you're going to be able to work through everything. Everything. The hard part is when the disturbance is up, somehow it jumbles everything and we kind of lose track. Well, how do I love this? How do I accept this? How do I forgive this? It's like all of a sudden, everything we learned and knew and have been doing for years even, all of a sudden it's like we forget. That's the hard part, because when the disturbance is up, when things are shaken and stirred up, somehow we just kind of lose sight. It's like a storm. When the storm's going through, you can only see right here in front of you because of all this stuff going on. But here's the key. I've literally had inner experiences with this. It's like a tornado or hurricane. It's always a whirlwind around you, right? But it's right in the center the eye of the hurricane, the eye of the tornado, is that place of stillness, and there's like a tube right in that. Well, that's your center. That's the spirit of who you are. That's why we say look in and up. Because if you look in, you come into that tube, that place of peace and stillness with the whirlwind going on around you. And then if you look up, you see that it's all open above you. That's the way out. And if you've seen a hurricane or a tornado, that is the only way out is it's surrounding and whirling around you. and You've got the ground beneath you, so the only way out is up. So that's all you have to do. Look up. And the nice thing, the way spirit works, you will always move into and towards the very thing you are focusing on. So if you're focusing on a disturbance, guess what you're going to have a lot of experience of? Disturbance. But if you make the choice to look up and see the opening and nothing standing between you and the sky, well, then you're just going to start to move right on up. And eventually, just like any tornado or hurricane, it only goes so high, you can be in a plane and be flying over it and just be fine when you're above it. It's only when you enter down into it. So that's what we're doing in meditation. We are focusing and not going up that eye of the hurricane, where that stillness is, and following that up until we do rise above the whirlwinds of the world. And in this case, the world is just our own mind, emotions, and body. And world at large, for that matter, too. That's really the simplicity here. And we really talk a lot about simplicity in here, because it is simple. And it's hard to keep that focus on the simplicity when we're caught up in the whirlwind. I just said whirlwind, didn't I? Yep, there it is. The whirlwind that's always whirling around and causing the storms even in our consciousness. There's an easy way out. But when you're caught up in the whirlwind, it takes sometimes a bit of energy and extra focus to get back into the center where it's calm and then able to look up. So a lot of the work is coming back to that center point, to the calm. And that's where a lot of the loving, accepting, and forgiving technique is. That's how we can put loving into expression to push that pathway before us through the storm to get back to the center. And then when we're in our center, yeah, then it's a lot easier to lift up. But even if you don't do the LAF and you just do the meditation, well, that is loving, accepting, and forgiving by doing the meditation. That meditation itself, by having that sacred name and that focus, it will itself of its own nature pull you through the whirlwinds right back up in... I keep wanting to say whirlwinds. That's so funny. Right back into the center. You've heard the phrase, peace be still, and then know that I am. It's always coming to that peace and stillness first. And so that's what we have to do. Meditation will bring us to that centeredness, that stillness. And then when we're in there, then we now are in the space by which we can begin to rise up into the I am. So peace be still and know I am. So there's a process here. But if you understand the process, then all you have to do is do it. You just have to do the process and it will bring you into that place of awakening and true knowing and freedom from the disturbance of the storms. This is the simplicity. Make it easy on yourself. When you're ever trying to battle the storm, figure it out, it keeps you caught up in it. That's how you stay stuck and how you keep, in a sense, feeding the disturbance, giving the storm more power. So at some point, you have to just disengage from that and do something else. And the meditation is that disengaging and now doing something else to bring yourself to the center so that you can rise above it. That's all we're doing here. It's amazing, though. It's so simple, it's amazing. And it's amazing what happens when you really do it. All the magic, all the miracles, all the whatever that we're all searching for, it happens It comes about. That's why I said earlier, there's a lot of wonderful fringe benefits that come with walking this journey of spirit. But if you're trying to get the benefits, you're going to be doing the struggle. That's, again, being caught up in the whirlwind, trying to figure it out. That's the struggle. Then you go, well, how do I let go of the struggle? It's a lot easier just to do the meditation. You do the meditation, automatically you're going to let go of the struggle. It's just as simple as that. But also realize, even when you do the meditation, it might take a little bit of time to move through the struggle to that center. So give yourself the time. There's a practical aspect of this recommendation of meditating 10% of the day. It takes a little time, even on a daily basis. Sometimes, having gone into meditation and literally right away you're right there in other times, you just, it, an hour, two hours goes by, you're know, like, am I ever going to even get centered today? That's what it's like. That's the practical part of it. But if you understand that, then there's no sense of even struggling in your meditation to get centered. What did I say earlier? You can't force this. Part of surrendering is also surrendering to the storm. Because guess what? As soon as you let go of your resistance, well, the storm has nothing. There's no resistance to push on you. As soon as you let go of the resistance, the wind just blows right on through. It's like you're not even there. You'll still be aware of the storm, but since you are offering no resistance, it just moves on through. So you have the awareness. You're aware of the disturbance. You're aware of these other things going on inside of yourself. But now they're just going by rather than hitting the wall and then you're feeling the pain and the disturbance of that hitting the wall called you. You're the wall. But it's up to you what you do with that. Are you going to try to strengthen your wall? Or how about just tearing it down? Because that sacred name that is that place by which we can focus in the repetition, bring us back to the center and the essence of the divine. It's all we need. In that itself, all the surrender, all the letting go, all the loving, all the accepting, it happens automatically. What? How can all that take place just in saying Hugh, that name given initiation, the other sacred names of God we talk about? How can it do all that? I don't know, but it does. Do you really need to know how? Or do you really just want to do it? Whether you know how or not. you want the results? Or do you want to spend years and years studying, getting all the mental information so you think you know it? Because that's all it is. You think you know something. Nobody really knows until they have their own experience. That's true knowing. And that's what we're always suggesting here to do is go for your own experience not what you think about things not how you feel about things but your actual experience of things and then you can make all your judgments and opinions about it you're going to do it anyway you're going to judge it make opinions about it what you hear about it before you even know what it is you're going to do the same thing afterwards let all that be okay This is part of what we do here. We gossip. We talk. We all have judgments and opinions about everybody and everything. Don't try to stop that because then you're going to create some more storms. Just say, yep, that's what they think about it. That's what I think about it. Does it really matter? Well, sometimes it does. But when it matters, then we just now are enforcing the wall, creating more resistance to the natural flow and freedom of spirit. This is how it's simple, too. If, if you react, if you feel a resistance inside of you, if you feel stuck, just know that something inside of you that is stuck. And instead of being upset about it, just say, okay, there's where I'm stuck. You know what? Uh, I surrender. You know what? I'm going to go focus on spirit and come back into the eye of the hurricane. Move into the place of peace. That wall can even stay there if it wants. But I, who I am, is coming back to here and then rising up above and getting the higher perspective on that. And with it, you really do get a greater understanding. You want to learn the lessons? Everything you're trying to figure out in your mind there's a much easier way. Rise above it all, and then when you're above it, you'll just see it. But when you're in it or below it, you're caught in the storm, you can't see shit. That's what it is anyway, right? Isn't that, wait, what's the acronym for that? Stuff. We just call it stuff now. The way to really learn your lessons, the way to have greater understanding and knowing is to rise above it, to awaken spiritually. Because that essence, as I said, God created all things. Well, we have to rise up into that God essence that is in all things to truly see and understand. But if we're trying to do it out of the mind, it's going to be very short-sighted. We'll maybe have a mental understanding, but that's very limited. When we can move into the spirit of who we are, then we will begin to see a greater truth spiritually through that God essence that is actually one in that which we are viewing. The mind views from outside. Spirit is inside. Truly know and understand you have to go to the inside. All of this comes about just through the action of meditation. It actually just unfolds by itself. All Jim and I do here is give descriptions of the experiences that we ourselves have experienced, knowing that and sharing that, you'll have a greater understanding when that happens for you. We're not telling you anything that's foreign or that you don't really know. We're just supporting you to move through it so that you can feel more comfortable going through the disturbance because most people just stop. They don't trust. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust whatever. A lot of times it feels like a trust walk. But it, often when we hear the voice of experience, somehow that resonates in a place inside of us where we may find it a little more easier to trust, where we feel a little more confidence with walking forward into the unknown. And that's a lot of the voice that we share here is a voice of experience. So that hopefully you may find some sense of stability inside of yourself so that you can keep walking forward in your own life, that you can keep moving along your journey through the disturbances and through the joys. Because when you get through the disturbance, not only do you have that experience of freedom in you, but then the inner awakening spiritually, there's no greater joy. Nothing in this world, I don't care the most ecstatic, wonderful thing in this world, will fall way short compared to any true spiritual experience. True spiritual, and I mean spiritual, not some fantasy we've created. But to have that, we just simply have to do the walk, walk the talk. I keep meditating to this day. I didn't stop. The nice experiences motivate me to keep moving along, and the negative ones I don't want to stay in. So either way, I keep moving forward myself. And really, we all do. You can't stop it. You really can't stop it. But there are ways to make it easier. There are ways that we can support ourselves depending on what it is that we're really searching for. And that's up to you. What is it you're searching for? might be a good question to ask yourself. What are you searching for? Are you really searching for God? Are you searching for happiness? Are you searching for the perfect partner? Are you searching for what? And maybe you have many answers to what you're searching for. And that's great. Because then at least you get a greater clarity of a direction you want to move in doing what you need to do and learning what you need to do in order to get what it is you're searching for. This is no different. If you're searching for God, if you're searching for that divine truth, what we share in here are ways and means by which you can go about getting that and understanding how to do it. That's it. There's very practical things here in this life. And they're utilized. There's principles that are utilized no matter what it is you're going for in life. So it's the same thing here. But that's up to you. What is it you really want? What is it you're going for? Jim and I never have a need to try to convince or persuade anybody to do what we're doing because no, we know we can't. We can't make anybody do anything. Wouldn't want to anyway. It's too much work, too much of a hassle to try to control everybody. It gets tiring after a while. It's a lot easier just to share and allow everybody their own experience, including allowing ourselves our own experience? Because we know, as I started sharing in the beginning, there's a point in every soul's journey when it is going to be ready to begin now the journey of returning home from which it came, the true spiritual home, not of this world. We're just on a journey here in this world. We're having an experience. We're on a trip. Not much of a vacation, but it's a trip. And it gets pretty trippy. Sometimes you hurt, you get sick. Other times you have wonderful experiences. But no matter what, at some point, we all come to the place where we know it's time to go home. And sometimes it feels like we're homesick. But that homesick is often the longing of the soul beginning to awaken to truly want to be back with God. So as I said, the disturbance is really not a negative bad thing. Sometimes the disturbance is shaking us up so that we can begin to let go of these worldly things we've been caught up in so that we can begin to return home. And that way we begin to answer the longing. It's the cure for all sickness. I make the joke, well, what's the ultimate cure for all diseases? Death. Well, the other part of that is also now the soul's returned home, which ultimately the body's going to die anyway. Well, why not know and get home before that day comes? So that way you know what you have to look forward to when you do let go of the body, when you take that last breath. Makes it more interesting. A lot more interesting. And a lot more fulfilling. Because that's really all we're here to do is to fulfill our journey. And the ultimate fulfillment is really the soul now returning back into the spiritual kingdom into that oneness with God. That's it. But then we don't want to neglect or make wrong all the things we experience along the way. That's how we talk about loving, accepting, and forgiving. Because we want to actually love and accept All these things along the way because they are all part of God. And that's part of the road to freedom here. This is how we also do return. You don't return by making everything wrong and judging the heck out of this creation. You do it by loving and accepting it all and then forgiving yourself and those things that you do have to struggle with. Because in the forgiveness, it's just letting go. It's the surrendering so that now you can truly move into that flow of loving. And then in that, now you can rise up through that eye of the hurricane. I'm talking about this from many different angles because many of us are in different points viewing. But it's all of it. It's not one way or another. It just depends on the viewing point that we may be standing in in any certain moment. But if you understand the core concepts and the simplicity and how to focus and where to focus, that itself is really all you need to know and it will bring you through all the other details. And so, yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about the details because part of the journey is coming to a greater understanding of the details for somehow in our human condition when we have an understanding We find it easier to let go. And so we try to bring understanding to even the details to make it easier to let go. So now you can come back to center and automatically ride that current upwards through the light and the sound, through the loving. It's like an elevator. The top floor button's already pushed. You just got to get in and let it lift you up. So understand the simplicity. Understand that all it takes is doing spirit, doing the actions to allow everything to unfold. That's it. Don't try to make it happen. Just focus and move forward and allow the freedom for it to happen. Because it will. You can't really even stop it, for good or for bad, for that matter. But if you have that perspective in you of loving and accepting it all, good or bad, well, you're going to find a greater ease and a simplicity and a freedom inside of yourself with no matter what life unfolds. That's not what this is even about, what we're doing here. We're not doing a focus on how to do your physical life here. We're doing a focus of how to do your spiritual life. Because what we're doing here is about awakening, coming into our own experience of the divine, knowing that for ourselves. And if we do that, don't worry, physical life will take care of itself. All right.